Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sister Act, silent podcast coverage of Claim to Fame Season 2. I am your host, Gia Worthy, and I am always excited to announce that I am joined by the Shane to my Monet, or maybe the Monet to my Shane, uh, Ari Fielding. Hi. Hi, Ari. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I am doing good. I did not do a lot of things this weekend, which is exactly what I needed. Yeah, that's so, great. <laughs> yes. So Friday, um, Friday, so during the summer for my job, because I work at a college and students just aren't on campus then, we get half days on Fridays, so we only work until noon. And then I also happen to work from home on Friday. So the weather was like very gray and sad the whole day. So once work was done, I just took a very nice nap and read and just like didn't do any physical activity. And it was perfect. Nice. Yeah, that's, yes. that is perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited. And I did a lot of reading this weekend. So I just I'm almost at my reading goal for the year now. So I'm very proud of myself. That's great. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't set reading goals for myself. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I, I should, but I have, I have, well, uh, I have actually read a few books this summer or this year. Yeah. Well, okay, so normally I didn't, but then I got Goodreads, and they like let you set reading goals. So mine is really small uh, compared to a lot of people that I know. I do like twenty five books a year and I've just happened to read a lot of books that are like fast paced like some smaller mm -hmm. ones or ones that were just really easy to get through so I have been reading quite uh briskly recently I'm quite proud of myself oh good for you thank you thank you it's good. does sound like a lot to me but <laughs> it it feels like a lot but then it's like um some of the books that I read were like only like less than 200 pages. So they're like very quick reads. Some of them are like smaller books. So it's not like, oh yeah, it's not like 25 full length novels because I need some books that will get me like, that will accommodate my short attention span. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And books intimidate me. Yeah. They're just like, I, I am one of those people that only read like I can read like a chapter at a time unless I'm really, really into the book and need to know what happens next. So I can't like sit down and read like a hundred pages at once. I get too distracted. I am like checking my phone and everything. So that's just not for me. So, so the smaller books in between or like some poetry books and stuff like that, that kind of helps break up the uh, the novel length ones that I read. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about my reading <laughs> habits, Ari. We're here to talk about Claim to Fame, Season 2, Episode 3, which is titled Headshots and Thick Plots. Yeah, and it, was, it did have a thick plot, I will say. It did have a thick plot, and Ari, we had our first wrong guess of the season. And of, like, ever, except for the end of last season, right? No, we have... Remember Dominique got Brittany to oh, make a wrong yeah. guess? Yeah. But yeah, we only, I, did, that I forgot. The, yeah, that was the one wrong guess of last season. And then this season, we have our first wrong guess. I wouldn't be shocked either way if it ends up being our only wrong guess of the season or not. But I feel like they're making it a lot more difficult this season. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a couple more in the future, especially with – 
certain people being very confident about people's guesses and them being very wrong in those guesses. Yeah, it is um, kind of funny to watch people be so confident and, and so wrong. So confident over like the most like baseless details like I go back to last episode where they learned that JR's relative was from Georgia and they're like this must be a basketball player as if there are not other brands of celebrities that could possibly be from Georgia yeah when people really like cling to that one thing that's just like nope that's you're misreading it entirely like yes yes and speaking of misread we say goodbye to jane this episode which i'm very sad about because she was such a compelling character yeah she's a great player i know she was just so fun i I think it would have been it would have been great to have her on for a little longer to kind of decipher some of the clues that i don't I don't have the full faith in a lot of these other contestants about whether or not they're going to get these clues. No offense, but I, yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. However, like Jane did interpret the, the Chris's clue wrong and thinking that his relative is Elvis Presley, which is not his relative. So that is how we say goodbye to Jane. But we learned that she is the niece of Dolly Parton. Yeah, that was really, that was exciting. And like another like, oh, wow, like another really huge star. Yes. And did you have an idea before they started debating about her relatives of like who Jane's relative is? I did not. Once I started saying it, I was like, what? Yeah, maybe she is related to Dolly Parton. That'd be crazy. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I do have a confession to make because I think we brought it up last episode. But I was teetering back and forth between Jane's relative between Dolly Parton and Cher. But I was Mm. leaning more towards... So Cher and Dolly Parton were born in the same year and uh, Dolly's... um, Or not... uh, and uh, Jane's relative had said that there it had been revealed that Jane's relative was born in like 19, I think it's 46 or something. Yeah, so Sharon Dolly, Sharon Dolly Parton were both born in that same year. And I wasn't fully confident on which one it was, but I was leaning more towards Cher because the only thing I really had on it um, before this episode was that in the clue, ro- clue wall, they had a, they have two clocks right next to each other. And I thought that was a reference to like, if I could turn back time. Um, But that was the only, and again, that was a very big stretch and it ended up being the wrong guess. And like some wigs were in there too, which could also be Cher or Dolly Parton. So close, but no cigar. Yeah. I think when when they showed um, like Chris starting to figure out like, you know, the like nine to five and then the puppy love and like, I was like, oh, yeah, it probably is, Dolly. Yeah. So then during the episode when Jane reveals that, like, Puppy Love was one of the first singles to hit the charts of their relative, I immediately looked up the discography of Cher and Dolly Parton (laughs) and found Puppy Love on Dolly Parton's list of singles. So, Yeah, it was her first one, I think. Yeah. So – 
Yeah. So I I was wrong. I was close, but wrong. But it was very fun to like have a relative where we could look like we could start looking up the clues without it being like outright revealed. So I was very happy about that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I like um I like trying to figure them out. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Speaking of which, so we get to Gabe at the very beginning, and he shares some very interesting information, which I think I am close to figure. I, I have a guess about Gabe's relative here. So he talks about how he has been working for his brother this past year, and he went with his brother to a jewelry shop to buy, um, like, buy Valentine's Day gifts for his multiple girlfriends. Um <laughs> And all of which, like, are aware of each other and stuff. So, like, more power to them. But, like, Ari, did this set off any alarms in your head? Like, not particularly. Yeah. Um, I think we we know it's not an athlete. Yes. But, like, and but- this is the other thing that shocks me, Ari, is that, like, we get a confessional from Olivia that, like, hearing them talk about how, like, Gabe – is like talking about this man that is living like this very uh I would just say like luxurious lifestyle like he's able to afford these expensive gifts for his multiple girlfriends and things like that and she is more confident than ever that this is like an athlete particularly like a football player or something and Gabe is like reinforcing this idea that like oh yeah it's the football like, money would that yeah, not- he's like oh his his he like carries around his practice stuff and yes like- <laughs> and I then like um, maybe I think it could be well yeah I don't know I think he's leaning into the lie but I think it also could be like a musician and like that kind of practice okay yeah okay but I have I a know. guess I have a guess it's on I only am basing it off of like two clues right now well I guess three maybe four okay so let if People, if you are listening to this and you don't want uh, what I think is a pretty accurate guess on Gabe's relative, please skip like 30 seconds ahead. But, all right, are you ready to hear my guess? Yeah. Okay. So, between this story, him not being an athlete because Gabe admitted to that in the premiere, and Mm -hmm. him saying that he doesn't look like his relative, combined with the clue of the drumsticks in his... um, headshot clue at during the challenge i think that gabe's relative is and this is people's final chance to skip over i think his relative is nick cannon really yes so nick cannon has made headlines for all of the kids that he has yeah Um, he he lives a very like polyamorous lifestyle so it seems like that that is definitely something that could be a possibility. He was in the movie Drumline. Oh, yeah. He, he is not an athlete, and he does not look like Gabe. So I feel like this is definitely – and, like, some of their mannerisms, like how Gabe talks, I could see, like, how – I could see them being, like, half-brothers or having, like, some similar features and stuff. So that is my guess. I think that that is yeah, like cousins yeah. I don't know, but it's his brother. Never mind. Yeah. But, like, he said Pretty he doesn't look anything case. like him. What? Pretty compelling case. 
Yeah. And like they could be like half brothers or something like that um, or just brothers that don't really look a whole lot alike. But that is my guess about this. I don't know what the propeller hat or the star was. I'm thinking that might be something alluding to like his Nickelodeon days or something like that. But um, does he have an NAACP award? Um, I did not look that up, but I feel like it's very, I mean, like he's done a lot of shows like Wild and Out, Mass Singer, yeah. the Nicktoon one. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, if he had won an NAACP award. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now I'm going to be looking for clues to that continue to back that up. <laughs> yes. But I'm I'm very excited about this prospect. I think Gabe is doing a really good job about like throwing people off his scent, even though like I feel like it's not that hard since they seem convinced that his brother is an athlete anyway. But I don't I don't think they're thinking too hard about it. But I think he's doing a good job in continuing to reinforce that to them. Yeah. And then we get the other drama of the beginning of this episode before the challenge. And uh, so Monet last episode pulled Chris's clue, which the first part of the clue, which is the part that we did not understand. And the first part we learned was uh, met puppy love. And Jane is convinced that this means that Monet pulled her clue, but upon further inspection, it turns out puppy love is also a huge clue for Chris's relative, which we know because that's the clue that was pulled. So now they both are convinced that Monet pulled their clue and they're being very annoying about it. Yeah. Especially and, Jane. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Shane is literally. I love Shane so much. He's just like, oh my god, just show her the clue because it's like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, they are very much not like everyone is convinced that Monet pulled their clue. Shane is the only one that knows like the full truth and has like actually seen yeah. the clue. No, and Monet's like, I don't know what to tell you. It's not yours, Jade. Yeah. <laughs> then she's like i'm just causing chaos yes <laughs> and then later on in the episode she was like ah, i'll show you the clue now because you apologize but yeah you were annoyed. <laughs> i was annoyed earlier yeah that was funny uh oh and we also get an i love this alliance we have an alliance between hugo and gabe yeah. uh <laughs> I think Hugo is just good with everyone, but him and Gabe seem to be on the same page. I love a little comedic duo here. Mm -hmm. And Hugo has some guesses of his own. Um, he's sort of right. So he knows everyone knows that Shane's guess is at, or Shane's relative is Eddie Murphy. Um, he thinks that Chris's relative is Nicolas Cage. And there's some I don't think it is just based on the clue that we have received, but I can understand how he would come to that conclusion. And then uh, he's pretty confident that Jane's relative is a musician from the 70s with big hair, which, again, share Dolly Parton. I just yeah. <laughs> the, the wheels are turning here. The big hair doesn't really narrow it down. <laughs> no, I feel like most musicians in the 70s, male and female, yeah. had big hair. But yeah, so we have like that. That's kind of like what we're setting the stage for in 
the beginning part. Do we have any thoughts moving forward before we get to the main challenge? No. <laughs> yeah. I I just need to reiterate how much I love the Shane Monet duo. They're they're great. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Yes. I just I want to be in on their conversations. I feel like they talk a lot of shit and it's probably amazing. Yeah, and they're having a good time. So. Yes. They're there. I don't know if they're there for a long time, but they are certainly yeah. there for a good time. <laughs> Definitely. So we get to the main challenge. This is their first team challenge of the season. They are in two teams of five. And it's basically like dodgeball, but instead of hitting one another, they are trying to go for these big balls that have their headshots on them. And they're using a slingshot with paint soap balls as the targets here. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I didn't explain that properly, but I also don't know what the best way to describe this was. Yeah, yeah. And so Shane wants to be the captain because if she her team wins, she is safe and then people can't pick her to be the guesser. The other part of this is that it's two teams of five and they randomly select the team captain. So whatever team captain's team wins, only that person is safe. Mm-hmm. That was the other part. And then Gabe does not want to be the team captain because he is very content with just going like riding the middle. And he also just doesn't want to be the guesser. So that is obviously the two team captains that we get. Um, And then we have the blue team, which is Gabriel, Monet, JR, Olivia, and Jane. And then the green team, which is Shane, Hugo, Cole, Chris, and Carson. So I, I thought these were interesting picks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I, I'm happy with these choices and also that like, you know, there's some, they brought some fun dynamics to it, but the challenge itself is not very interesting. Like it was, no. yeah. Like I, I thought there was going to be a little more fanfare. I didn't know if they were going to do like multiple rounds or something like that, yeah. but and it was not even a close competition. Um, it was not even close. And I I just, I feel like there were more entertaining team challenges that we have seen in the past. Like this time last season was when they did the spelling challenge in the pool um, where they were like going back and forth. And I honestly think like if, that I know they don't want to recycle every challenge, but like this could have been a challenge that they recycled because they like, at least there was like a closer call and there were more mechanisms involved because this was just yeah. like very fast and was not particularly entertaining. Yeah. It was funny though when um like when JR was really bad and then yeah. it like cuts to Gabriel being like, Oh, I remembered his <laughs> like how bad he was in the talent show, and I'm just like, Oh man, what did I do? <laughs> yes. That part was very funny. Regrets. Yeah. All the regrets. Uh, and he, like, specifically picked JR just because they're friends. So yeah. <laughs> I, I I feel like he was uh, maybe regretting a lot in that. And because his team loses, Gabriel is automatically in the bottom two as the um, – as one of the potential guessers. And he has to pick someone else from his team 
to be like the other potential guesser, the other bottom two member. And he picks Jane, which I think I think is a good idea because mm-hmm. it seems like Jane just has a very big target on his back. So this was probably the best way to ensure that Gabe was not going to be the guesser. But Jane is very upset about this and was like, I thought mm-hmm. I did well in the challenge and tried my <laughs> best. I'm like, Jane, it does not, it is not about whether or not you did well in the challenge. Like that is not. Yeah. A, a, that is not a factor into this decision. Yeah. I think everyone knew if they were on the same team and lost, he's bringing her to the bottom too. <laughs> yeah. You like, you have to bring the person that is going to be a bigger target. And in that, yeah. in, currently that is Jane. Mm-hmm. And we, as the other part of this punishment, which is why you don't want to be on the losing team, you know, even if you aren't selected as the guesser, is that everybody gets these headshots revealed of them have little um, clues to their relatives. So we have Gabe, which is, um, I already discussed it a little bit before with my guess on his relative, but it was the propeller hat, the star, and some drumsticks. And the other team sees the star and thinks that that means that his relative is one of the Dallas Cowboys, which I have to say, uh, not even the right color of the star. (laughs) That would be the Dallas Cowboys. But okay, everybody. So I'm like, just gonna, you're just gonna ignore the drumsticks. (laughs) Yeah. Did you like? Okay, all right. Is this is this like a little racist? Like, is this a little like? Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's uncomfortable that all the guesses for like the black guys are like he must be related to a, to a football player, yeah. like or a basketball player. It's like, and can the you clues, chill? the clues are there. There aren't even really any clues to indicate that. Yeah, there's nothing. There are, yeah. Like the, um, who was it? Last year with Brittany, they had clues about it being someone that was like on a specific team. Uh, they had clues about like the like number and things like that. So it was just like a lot. There were a lot more evidence to support the idea that there were like children or relatives of athletes. And I just like, at least not for these two. There's just nothing Nothing to indicate that there are actually athletes. But speaking of people jumping to conclusions, the next one is Monet. And she gets a hat, which is like a, I think it's like a fedora or Mm -hmm. just like, it's a very dressy hat, a storm cloud and a chain and lock necklace. I'm still, I have a guess, but I'm still fairly lost on who Monet's relative is. So I'm not going to speculate but that all they see is the fedora and they're like steve harvey yeah they like i could see it and there is like that family clue on the wall but i'm not like totally convinced yet i i'm not convinced either just because it i agree with what jane said later in the episode that this does seem a little too like easy Like, it just seems, like, very certain with very little clues to back it up. And Monet just seems so unbothered. Like, there's no way she hasn't heard people guessing that her relative is Steve Harvey. And I think that if they were onto something, she would be a little more concerned. Yeah. And I just don't think that is – I don't think that's her relative. 
Um, JR has a chef hat and a pacifier. I have no idea. Yeah, no, no idea. idea. Yes. I'd, I don't know. Maybe a rapper like. Yeah, I was like, like could it be like the baby? Yeah, like that. That's literally what I'm like, little baby, the baby, whatever. Like it's maybe uh, like little something, but yeah. So that's not little chef. Little chef. Little cook. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's really all I can get from that, and it's really not a lot. So we're just gonna move on from this one. Yeah. Olivia, I did some digging after this episode with Olivia, and I'm not fully, um, I'm not fully sold on who her relative could be. But I got so her headshot was alien, the hospital sign, and Happy New Year glasses. So I have, I don't have a firm guess, Ari, but I want to like, uh, I want you to f- run with me th- for a second, mm-hmm. uh. So, with the glasses, now Olivia is somebody that we do not know a lot about. We don't even know what her two truths and a lie were because she says that her, um, all I remember is that she said that her relative won a Razzie, which is like a worst of award. And I'm guessing it's true since we only saw one part of it, but it could be wrong. So, there was a movie called New Year's Eve. Right mm-hmm. in 2011, that had like a huge, like an cast. ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge ensemble cast. So I went through and kind of narrowed the eye down some of the people that could be her relatives. So, um, like either like her mom or her aunt. I'm going off of this as her relative is a woman. So mm-hmm. again, this could also be very wrong, but it would. That is my, my feeling too, though. Yes. So. My guess is, I think it's just because she gives, like, big Lark energy to me out of all the players (laughs) currently, which is not an insult. Like, Lark made it very far. Yeah, so far she's been kind of flying under the radar and nobody has any any idea for her, so. She just be, she's just, like, enjoying her time there, which is, like, good for her. But, so, I pulled up the cast and trying to come up with who was in what. And I'm guessing it's somebody that was in a medical drama or something as well. I'm ignoring the alien clue for a second because I only had so many, so much time to, like, do this before I was like, I need to finish this episode. But, so, my top three currently of the uh, New Year's Eve cast is Jessica Biel, Katherine Heigl, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. That is currently. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe no, Abigail, I don't. You don't think out Abigail Breslin? It could be, but then like, yeah, I guess it could. That could be as well. But I just don't like. I haven't known her in like any type of like medical drama. She was. Um. Wasn't she? Um. In my sister's keeper. Yeah, she was. So I guess that could also be it. Yeah, I'm I guess it's like, not like more, really. Like it is. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a minute, but not like it is. No, I mean like it could. De- I feel like these clues are going to be very vague. So yeah, I think she not- was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That could also be true, but uh, but Catherine Heigl was a main character. A main in character. Grey's <laughs> yes. yeah. So I my guesses are Jessica Biel, 
We'll we'll add Abigail Breslin to the list of possibilities. So uh, we'll go uh, Jessica Biel, Abigail Breslin, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Catherine Heigl. I think she does kind of look like Jessica Biel. See, I also thought that. But then now I'm looking at it, and Sarah Jessica Parker was also in New Year's Eve, but I don't know what else she was in that would be like, Something alien or medical. She was in a show or she was in a movie called uh, Escape from Planet Earth. But then I don't know what it would be for the um, for the medical part. Yeah. Trying Hmm. to see if she was in like a. This is going to take two. Yeah. Interesting guesses. Yeah. So yeah, we have a we have a growing list, but I feel like it's going to be somebody from the New Year's Eve movie. And that still leaves a lot of options and I've never seen the movie. So we'll see. But yes. So those are my current guesses for Olivia right now. We have a list. We have like a working idea. Yes. And then uh, Jane, which they go into everything about her clues later in the episode. But Jane's clues were a flower in her hair, which ends up being an orchid, a bird on her shoulder. It's a parakeet, I think. And then uh, it's a dog collar, but it ends up being blue collar, nine to five. Yeah, Dolly Mm -hmm. Parton. It all makes sense. So back at the house, Gabe is just very adamant about not being the guesser. I don't think he cares what happens outside of him not having to be the one making guesses this round. But I really liked his conversation with Shane, how they are talking about it, because I think it kind of explains some of the divides that are happening in the house, because Gabe is not worried about Shane, Monet, JR, and Hugo. Which, by the way, I just love this group of people here. So I just, I want them, I know we're probably going to lose some of them soon. and I'm going to be really sad about it. But this is a great group. Um, So these are the people that Gabe is not worried about. He knows they're not going to vote him in to be the guesser because Gabe is not confident on anybody enough to guess. I mean, like, he's probably confident on Shane, but I don't think he wants to have to use Shane as a guest anytime soon. Yeah. And then Jane also doesn't want to be the guesser, but she has another interesting revelation here because everyone is, everyone is upset about the, not upset, but like things are a little more high stakes this round because Shane is now safe, which means like last season with Louise, The obvious pick, the person that everyone has, like, a well-working idea here, um, he, like, she is not an option to guess. So now people have to try to figure out other people's clues. And um, so people, now we're starting to hear about some of, like, the alternative ideas that are coming up. And Jane has... Well, I think it's a pretty a pretty good idea about who Hugo's relative is, Ari. Should we talk about it? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to get here, but I think it's a pretty good guess for her to think that he's related to Jimmy Carter. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I I don't know anything about like what presidents have Nobel Prizes or anything like that. So I'm going to like table that part of the clue. But it's clear that his relative is like a big name. And from the clue or from his confessional in the premiere about his relative being most powerful man in the world, like we already talked about it. We think that it's a president. Mm So I, when I saw the clue wall, now I can actually talk about it because Jane brought it up. One of the things that I was confident about or that like that really stuck out to me was that if his relative is in fact a president, I do think it's Jimmy Carter because of the peanuts on the clue wall. And before Jimmy Carter was president, he or a politician in general, he was a peanut farmer. Yeah, and that was like a uh, in terms of like president trivia, it's like a very known, well, uh, well, very well known, like fun fact about him. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I, I'm like I forgot about that, but I like definitely have heard. Yeah, heard and and that now they're saying that the donkey could possibly be like Democrat, and Jimmy Carter yeah. was part of the uh, Democratic Party when he was president. So I I think that's a good idea of it i still like maybe the donkey was for jimmy carter and not for eddie murphy or just works for both of them but yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that that's a really good guess and that's where i was leaning towards as well um but it turns out that jane is a little worried about using hugo's clue just because um it's not like a for sure thing quite yet and she doesn't have like enough information like she doesn't have information about like what his um like his clue wall clue or anything like Mm -hmm. that so she's not fairly certain and also if she stays and takes out hugo the house might be upset with her but i guess i mean they're upset with her anyway so yeah i mean like i mean it doesn't really matter because like you're there and he would not be but i understand her concern but also like i think hugo's pretty popular in the house like he seems to be working well with um gabriel i'm gonna just call it gabriel's side because he's the one that's on the side of the guesser like gabriel's side of the house doesn't seem too concerned about the fact that uh like they seem pretty trusting of Hugo and wanting to work with him. And it seems mm-hmm. like he's sharing a lot of information with the other side as well. So I think he's probably in a very good position right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So after that, um, so Jane is debating on what she wants to do now that Shane is not an option for her. But while this is all happening, Shane goes to the wine cellar to pick her clue. And she picks Carson, who the house has the least information on her. Um, and uh, her, I am very stuck on her clue, Ari. Did you get yeah. a chance to like pause on it? I paused. Um but I don't think I figured it out. I yeah, something like something about maybe like a racer with like two records or double records. Yeah, what what I wrote down was winning racer who double records for beer. <laughs> Does it make sense? Oh, wait. Oh, that that 
actually, okay, you were way further ahead than I was because I, the only thing I could think of was like someone that got their awards taken away, which made me think of like Lance Armstrong or something. But I, your, your, uh, clues are much better so like i i like that idea so like a war like a winning racer and then yeah, so it could be yeah it could be like a like someone in nascar or something we just don't really Ooh. know anything about her maybe it's um hold on let me look this up uh danica patrick is someone that So Danica Pat, I could definitely see it being Danica Patrick. Um, I don't know anything about the beer clue, so like that will. Um, I don't think I don't know if she has kids either. Yeah, I don't know anything about. I don't think she has kids. I mean, she could or... be like. Yeah. Okay. I like the. I like. Be, yeah. Could also be like. Well, I don't know. Could be like. Horse racing or runner, or like. That could be true. Yeah. So I, I like these. I like this clue. I like the, I like where you're going with it, Ari, because it was way better yeah. than anything I had come up with. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's good. But we're, we're going somewhere. But I don't think this clue is very helpful in terms yeah. of like the house <laughs> figuring out Carson's clue. So I think Carson's going to have to like start losing some challenges so that we get some more clues on her. Yeah. She, and then yeah, so we, I mean, we really don't need, we don't even have her full uh, two truths in a line. I know we don't, which is very annoying. So I think, yeah, this will be interesting as we move forward with this. But Carson is preparing Jane to be the guesser. He's basically saying, like, we're not voting for Gabe. You need to prepare to be the guesser. And she's really pushing for Monet. And girl, Carson, girl, you got to calm down here because she's very confident about Monet's relative being Steve Harvey. But there, it's a lot of circumstantial evidence. And Jane is not about that right now. Um, but she is trying to play like she was not really an entity in the first two episodes. And then mm -hmm. she comes out swinging at the second half of this episode. Yeah, she like... <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll, I'll save I'll save the rest of my thoughts on Carson for the end. Okay, yeah, the way it ends is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But then, so she goes from Monet and or like from trying to pressure Jane for uh, to get out Shane, right? And then, or no, she or pressuring Jane to guess Monet. Because of these very vague Steve Harvey clues. Also, I don't know how many times we've actually seen Steve Harvey wear a fedora. I don't think it's quite think, as often. Well, he is like, I, I actually just someone like recently sent me a TikTok about how Steve Harvey is actually a fashion icon and like all he the is a fashion icon. He does wear hats with quite quite a few of his suits so. but i feel like in like his like his roles and in like yeah. family feud I and stuff what like, he's like most known for yeah i don't think it's like necessarily i feel like the suits would definitely be 
uh, a Steve Harvey giveaway. Like if they ever end up doing a fashion show and her relative was Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. definitely like would have her going out in like very snazzy suits or something like that. Yeah. But I, I don't do just... hope they do the fashion show again because that was I know I liked that one. one. I feel I think they already did they do the fashion show? No, I think next episode was when they did the fashion show. I do hope they do it. I do yeah. hope they have a fashion show or something like fashion show like. Um yeah. I'm very hopeful. <laughs> but they really en- um so Carson goes from like telling Jane that she should target Monet to going to the other side of the house and spilling the beans that she correctly thinks that Jane's relative is Dolly Parton because of and she is I don't know how she got all of this, but she has um the she figured out the the collar on her neck meant blue collar nine to five. The orchid uh is Tootsie's Orchid Lounge is apparently this very prominent club in Nashville where a lot of famous country singers perform. So she's and she that's those are the only two of the clues on the headshot she needs to figure it out. And then Chris tells Gabe this information as well in case Gabe ends up being the guesser. Yeah, this was it was um it was really it was interesting that like Carson was like telling people who Jane who she thinks Jane is and like and and that she's right about it. Yeah. That was a lot. It was a going from like circumstantial evidence that we got with um people assuming that Jane's relative is like a musician to Dolly Parton, like, sure thing, because the orchid obviously stands for Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. Like, I I would have never gone there. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that one. Yeah. That was, it was quite a lot. And then finally, Jane, finally, <laughs> Jane apologizes to Monet <laughs> about assuming that she had taken her clue. And now that Jane has apologized, Monet has decided not to be petty anymore and actually <laughs> show her. Chris's clue. I love Monet so much. I hope she goes very far in this season. Me too. Yes. But so she sees the clue, starts working through everything. And uh you can I feel like you could pick up from the clues that Jane is thinking that Chris's relative is Elvis Presley. It's like the fools rushed in, the puppy she thinks is like a uh, hound dog. Um, she she almost had me convinced but then when I was like looking at it again I was like no that's not how that that's not what that says no yeah no I I can understand how she got there but I feel like she had to like completely forget a couple symbols yeah like skip some things yeah so I understand why she came to this conclusion but I don't think it was the correct one. I mean, it definitely wasn't the correct one. But I honestly think she, if she wanted to say, she should have just gone with Hugo, which I feel like is A more certain. Case. But she also, did feel I very confident. Hugo, mostly because I just want to know, wanted to know if it was right. Or not. I know. <laughs> but ima- yeah, imagine if she correctly guessed Hugo, and then now like the middleman in the house is gone, and Jane's still there after everyone has just been. It would be very interesting. That would have been very interesting. But so they are able. So she is pretty confident in her guess. We get to 
the vote booth, the voting ceremony, and Jane is indeed voted in as the guesser. She picks Chris, which I think some people are shocked about, uh, and she guesses that Chris's relative is Elvis Presley. Then we go to commercial break, and I am like, which they never do during these guesses, so I'm like, oh, she got it wrong. And <laughs> we get back. And they do the little countdown and then everything just explodes and they're like, oh, no, you didn't get the answer right. And I love that Jane is like, what does that mean? I'm like, Jane, you know what it means. OK, <laughs> like this does not this did not happen with anybody else. <laughs> so Jane got it wrong. Chris is still in the game and Jane is eliminated. And because she incorrectly guessed, it is revealed that her aunt that apparently named her I, her real name is jada i think yeah. um her her aunt is dolly parton and they have this great relationship and she really wanted to come on the show to just tell everyone ha- that dolly parton is just as great in real life as in person um like as you would think and like based on like her press and everything and i also would love to go on tv to just gush about dolly parton so <laughs> i yeah, just was, love this for jade cute. and like that was yeah it was nice that she had a, a normal exit <laughs> yeah and her and her video from dolly was so cute yeah yeah i loved cute. it so yeah that's the end and of it's this- good to know that dolly is as awesome as as we all yes like to think she is agreed i'm very happy about it and i'm very happy that like this was like a such a lovely exit for jane and like she was i love the ones where people are just so excited to talk about how much they love their relative yeah and they're not like bitter like like when people understand that it's a game yeah (laughs) and like carly yes Yes, I agree. So I'm very sad to see Jane leave because I think she was such a fun character. Um, But, you know, like, that's just how the game works. And yeah, she was a pretty iconic early boot. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, great cast overall. We end the episode, though, now that Jane's gone. Carson saying that she thinks that Shane and Monet purposefully led her astray and that they need to break up that duo ASAP. That's so funny. I was I was cracking up at the end of this because I was like, Carson is out for blood for literally no reason. Like Shannon Monet had had no idea. Like Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to help Jane, but also trying to like get help from Jane because they couldn't figure yeah. out the truth. I just, feel like, like Yeah. <laughs> they were I- not trying to do anyone dirty (laughs) i think carson needs to chill like take it down several notches here because girl what the hell are you even talking about i feel like it's way i feel like it's way more likely and just from like a strategic standpoint just from like a like just realistically looking at the show maybe we will learn that this was part of their master plan moving (laughs) forward but I feel like just in general, it is way more likely and believable for any of these players to say that Jane, um, that like Jane got a hold of Chris's clue and just misinterpreted what the clues were. Then Shane and Monet 
leading this master plan to purposefully lead Jane astray and eliminate her. Yeah. For no reason. Because if Jane was going to go, she's going to, like, I don't understand. Especially because, like, it wasn't like Monet was next on Jane's list of potential guesses. Like, it's also, like, still kind of early in the game. And, and like, and again, like I was saying, like, earlier in the episode, Carson is going and telling other people who she thinks Jane is. So it's like, why are you getting so mad about it when you, you were ready to, like, have somebody yeah. else guess her anyway <laughs> and it's not like they were trying like it's not like Carson was the person being guessed here or anything right. like that this was like very sp- this this was just very dramatic for no reason Carson needs to chill girl I don't know yeah, what- I'm like why is she so upset all of a sudden like she hasn't yeah. done anything yet yeah I I don't know what she is so mad about or like maybe she's jealous of like how amazing Shane and Monet are and that they got a lot of free time so far, but I, I don't know. Like this is, this was just very weird energy, very suddenly with no (laughs) evidence to back it up. Yeah, absolutely none. Yeah. So that's how we end the episode. I hope this doesn't mean that we are losing Shane or Monet next episode, but we will find out with episode four. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, I forget what came up on the scenes from the next episode, but I'm assuming it's a lot of like this, like this person did this and this person did this, says this or, you know, like the usual mumbo jumbo. (laughs) But we are at the end of our claim to fame season two, episode three recap. So Ari, thank you for joining me for another great episode. Yeah, thanks for having me, as always. Yes, of course. Um, And where can people follow you? And is there anything that you would like to promote? Um, Yeah, nothing to promote. You can follow my Instagram at marriedtoapomfrey. And check out all of Gia's stuff. (laughs) Thank you. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ClassicallyGia for all of my reality TV shenanigans. Um, follow the Survivor Diversity campaign at Surf Diversity. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. Um, right now, I on Silent Podcasts, I am doing uh, our regular recaps of this new season of Project Runway on our podcast, Make It Work. So it's been a really amazing season. I love this cast so much. So definitely take some time to give that a listen obviously continue to listen to sister act because we're pretty great and then finally i can finally announce that our first episode of slosh survivor is officially out so if you like drunk history and you like survivor this is the podcast for you i did a i guess you could call it a pilot episode with uh my good friend Chappelle and naomi calhoun and It was a very wild ride. We talked about some of our favorite moments of Survivor history, this episode being the theme of blindsides over some drinks, and it was a very fun time. So definitely check that out. Thank you all for continuing to listen to Sister Act and supporting us along the way. And stay tuned for when we come out with episode four. (laughs) 